There are a ton of productivity tools and apps that exist in the world today, and it seems like just about on a weekly basis, we have new ones coming out on top of the ones that already exist. But I've finally come across the one productivity tool that is my absolute favorite. I'm going to share this with you today and more on The Rightly Show. It's the program that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. So I've been using a piece of software for a while by the name of Evernote. There's a pretty good chance you've heard of it. Evernote's kind of a hodgepodge of features. Uh, Originally, it started out as a tool that enabled you, as you might imagine, to save and to archive notes. So like I said, I've been using Evernote for years. And for me, originally, it was a useful tool for archiving everything. So I've got a ton of tags. I had this big, you know, kind of methodology or workflow to how I used Evernote. And then over time, for me, it just kind of started to become a junk drawer. Meaning if there was a piece of information or if there's a document I needed, I would just kind of file it away. I would scan it with my phone. They do have a really nice app, uh, which I think it's just called Scannable or something like that, but it syncs directly with your Evernote account. So you can just scan something with your smartphone. It turns it into black and white. So it does look kind of like a photocopy and it retains a lot of the clarity. And then, it, you know, you can just toss it into Evernote, throw a tag on it and you're done. One of the big things I used to do pretty frequently with Evernote as well was that I used to actually save and scan my written notes in there as well. So what I would do is I would do all my sketches, whether I was working on a logo design or whether I had a client meeting or something, I would scan every page of all of those notes and then I would save them into Evernote. The reason I did this was because Evernote had some pretty sophisticated handwriting and letter recognition built into the software. So what that means is that you could go back at any point in time and you could just search through your entire library of notes and find something if you needed it. So it was very attractive to me for that reason early on, specifically because I took a lot of different notes. What I found over time, however, is that the number of times that I actually went back into Evernote to retrieve a note or a piece of information that I was saving in there was next to none. So what was be- what Evernote was becoming for me was just this gigantic junk drawer of information that was semi-organized, but was at the end of the day just wasting a lot of time for me. So fast forward to today, I take a lot less notes, or I should say, I don't, I don't take a lot less notes. I would say I save a lot less notes. I've just gotten to, into the habit, and I'll be talking about this a little bit more in detail a little bit later on in this episode. But for the longest time, I would save everything. Every note, every bullet point, every sketch would be saved. And it was always from this mindset that if I ever needed, I could come back and get it later. But what I didn't realize at the time is by saving everything, I was making the few important things I did actually need to find later more difficult to find. So that's kind of a roundabout way of getting to Evernote as a whole. There have been some articles recently that have been surfacing that have saying that the company's in trouble. They've kind of refuted that. Uh, I don't know. I can't substantiate how Evernote is doing as a company. What I can tell you is that one of the things I've noticed over time is that Evernote, from my perspective, has 
not really kept up very well with improving their product. I think that Evernote was good at several years ago. I think that it was a great product to use. I think that their syncing worked well. I think that a lot of their handwriting apps that worked along with the iPad worked really well. I liked them. But over time, again, the few times that I find myself using it, I've noticed a number of bugs. I don't, the web user experience isn't very great, or there's features features missing on mobile that exist on desktop or vice versa. And so I've just found myself gradually shifting away from using it in general. I used to use Evernote myself in addition to taking notes for actually writing all of my blog posts. But now I use it, like I said, pretty much just as a drunk junk drawer that I don't really actually ever even check. So one of the tools I've switched to for my writing workflow, and I do have a video on uh, of this, if you'd like to check it out, it's totally free. You can just go over to rightly.tv if you'd like to check it out. Just search for Bear. Um, but it is it is that. It is an app called Bear. And it, the reason I like Bear is because it does, it, it's focused in what it is enabling you to do. One of the biggest problems I've had with Evernote is that it tries to do too much. It has a ton of organization features. It's got a ton, ton of formatting and editing tools built into it. And at the end of the day, I just don't think it does any one thing very well. What Bear does really well is it enables you to simply organize or tag all the different notes or writings that you're creating. And then you can quickly just drag and drop those things into a PDF or a Word document or an RTF or even just copy it as raw HTML, which is endlessly useful if you're working in something like WordPress where you can just copy and paste that. One of the other things I really like about Bear is that it works in Markdown. Markdown, if you're not familiar with it, is kind of a coding language. It's not really, but it's just a formatting language, I guess we could call it. And so you can do things like, you know, forward slashes will represent italics and, you know, various really simple keyboard symbols will, will represent formatting in your text as you're writing. The benefit of this, as opposed to using something like Evernote or Word or Pages, is that you never have to take your hands off the keyboard. You can just keep typing and you can italicize something as you're typing it. If you get used to the language, you can create a bullet point just by creating a star or by a dash. Uh, you can do a, a heading, a headline, just by doing a couple of hash symbols. So it's a really quick and efficient way for writing. You have that in tandem with its vast array of exporting tools. It's just an excellent tool for using, uh, for doing really efficient writing for a number of different mediums. Then I also use on top of that, the only kind of regret I have for a, a tool like Bear is that I really wish it would integrate with a tool like Grammarly. If you've not used Grammarly, it's an excellent grammar checking tool. I pay for the premium version. I'll probably talk a little bit more about Grammarly in a future episode. Um, I wish, really wish they had some sort of tool that would connect the two. Then you could just, you know, do your grammar checking live in Bear and then jump back and forth. Um, but what I do now is I just copy and paste it into uh, Grammarly, paste it back into uh, Bear, finalize my editing, and then copy and, and export it into WordPress. Um, but one of the things I did want to share with you today, and I don't know if you're an Evernote user, I've come across a lot of people who have been using Evernote for years like me and have been looking for a place to switch. And the first thing to to consider when if you're going to switch to from something like Evernote is to consider what you were using it for in the first place. So if you're like me and you're using it just as a storage 
drawer, essentially, a, you know, a, a digital junk drawer, then what I would probably recommend is just export all your data out of Evernote and archive it. Uh, that's what I will be doing here soon enough. But if you are looking to move from Evernote into another app or another piece of software, there's a really good article I came across that gives you some ways to do that and kind of details it for you. So I'm going to leave that for you today in today's show notes, which you can find at rightly.show slash 68. But I would like to hear from you as well. Feel free to let me know what type of tools and apps you're using, uh, you know, for writing or for archiving notes or note taking in general, uh, which is going to lead us up to our next segment where I'm going to share with you my new, it's not actually new, it didn't just come out. However, for me, it is now my favorite uh, productivity tool, and I'm just sharing that with you next. Become a Rightly subscriber and never miss a thing. Go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools, resources, videos, and more. Best of all, it's free. rightly.show slash subscribe. Okay, so for a little while back, I decided to upgrade to the iPad Pro. So the iPad Pro is, I decided to get the 19, or sorry, not the 19, the 12.9 inch iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil. And the thinking was that I would like to be able to take digital notes. Now, first of all, let me mention that the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil is incredibly well designed. It is pressure sensitive. You can even turn the pencil sideways in different angles. It recognizes your hand. So it knows, unlike many other tablets I've tried in the past, it knows the difference between your hand resting on the surface and the pencil. Uh, it's also just really accurate. It's really fine. Uh, it's just really well designed. So I decided to get this a while back specifically for note taking. I would do some sketching with this and still do. But that wasn't my primary reason for getting it. I knew that taking notes was so integral to my daily workflow that it would be worth purchasing something like the iPad Pro in order to be able to do that more efficiently. So the reasoning goes something like this. I take a lot of notes. I like to save my notes. And I like to be able to reference them later if I need to. Now, as I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, when I was talking more specifically about Evernote, uh, it's pretty rare when I actually go back and I access these notes. However, what I was finding is that I did want to be able to access them specifically if there was a, a task that needed to be created or a calendar event that needed to be added. So I wanted to be able to access them if I needed to. Uh, it, and I thought part of part of the problem, part of the reason why I never went back and accessed them is because they weren't quite as well organized as they could be. By purchasing something like the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil, the thinking was that I would be able to, no, number one, I wouldn't need to scan them. And number two, I'd be able to write into an app or a tool that would automatically place these things in the context in which they would be needed. So for example, if I was working on a website project for a client, I would open up the Evernote tool or Evernote app or a third party app that syncs with Dropbox or something. And I would start writing my notes out, doing my sketches and know that those things would automatically be saved to the place I would go and look for them. I wouldn't need to, for example, add a tag to it, save it in Evernote, and then later have to go into Evernote, hunt it out and find where it needs to be. Instead, it would just automatically sync to Dropbox as a PDF where I could just 
go into Dropbox with all my other project files, find that note and look over it if I needed to. But one of the things I found over and over again is that as I was using, as I was trying to use this tool, as I was trying to use it throughout my phone meetings, what I was finding is it's just number one, it's too slow. Uh, if you're about ready to jump on a phone call or if you're already on a phone call or a phone meeting or a Zoom meeting or in a, you know, a physical meeting or at a conference or something like that, what I found over and over again is it's just too slow. Get it? And I know this might sound minor, but when there's a lot of information you're trying to jot down quickly, this can add up. And what I mean is that you got to pull back the cover, you got to turn it on, you got to find the app. Oh, and then you figure out the the pencil isn't fully charged. And so by the time you actually get the app open, start a new document uh, and start jotting down, you've already missed half the information that you want to jot down. Now, that might not be a problem for some people, but for me, it is. Because like I said, there's a lot of instances where either I'm in the middle of a phone meeting or I'm out at a conference or I'm meeting with a client individually. There's just a lot of circumstances where I need to be able to jot something down quickly. Uh, And so that has actually led me to search for a number of different tools. I probably tried just about every productivity tool under the sun. I currently use Basecamp for managing my projects. I used to use Things by Cultured Code. I've tried probably different 10 different calendar apps. Uh, and as I mentioned, I've tried the iPad Pro, which by the way, I still like and I still use, but more specifically for sketches as opposed to things that I need to jot down in the moment. So, which leads me to the number one productivity tool, my all time favorite productivity tool at this moment in time and for the foreseeable future, which is a pen and paper. Yes, I'm talking about an actual pen with ink inside of it and a piece of paper, a real physical piece of paper. Now, this might sound quaint. This might sound odd in the digital age. But for me, this has become the absolute best productivity tool I have at my disposal. So there's a lot of scientific research I've looked at behind this notion as well, which makes it pretty clear that those who write something down with a physical piece of paper and a physical pen are much more likely to remember and take action upon the thing that they're writing down than somebody who is typing them or even writing on a digital surface. There's something about using a physical pen and a physical paper that makes a big difference. So one of the tools that actually started to get me this direction, I've talked about it a little bit in the past, is one called the Full Focus Planner, which is actually put out by the Michael Hyatt team. I've done a video on this one as well where I go into some pretty where I go pretty in depth with how I use the full focus planner specifically to plan out my day alongside my digital calendar. Um, So you can check that out again. If you just go to rightlydesigned.com or just go to rightly.work and just search for the full focus planner, you'll be able to see the video I have created on that. But it's really started to get me to see that there is a lot more to writing down notes or taking notes than merely documenting. So in addition to the full focus planner, which is where I, I, the the tool I use to plan out my day, I also just have a notebook, a regular notebook. At the moment, I'm, I'm using one that's put out by the same team. It's just called the full focus notebook. But there is a ton of notebooks out there. You wouldn't necessarily have to get this one. You could get any notebook under the sun or even just a regular piece of printer paper. And so the reason this has become so much of a game-changing productivity tool for me is because there is the least amount of, you know, path 
of resistance in the way of getting something done. I always have this notebook next to me. I don't have to worry about the pen dying on me midway through the conversation. I don't have to worry about the iPad being out of battery. I don't have to worry about notifications popping up that are interrupting or distracting me as I'm taking down my notes. I literally, what I do when I am taking notes for a phone call or if I'm jotting down ideas is that I just dedicate a page in this notebook to the topic at hand. When I am done either A, brainstorming or B, taking down notes that res- that relate to the conversation I'm currently having, I then make sure that I make a star or a note or a checkbox next to the ones that need action. If they need action or if they need to be referenced later, I add them to the necessary digital tool, which nine times out of 10 for me will be Basecamp. So it goes into Basecamp, it gets a deadline, and it's done. From that point on, there is no scanning of that that takes place of that note page. There is no referencing later. It is done. It is dealt with. I move on to the next topic or idea. Um, I'll probably end up just saving these notebooks for a time just because, but there's about a 99.9% chance I will not reference them later. So for me, it was a little bit of just finding the balance between the two. The digital tool I do find useful for finding things later. That's why I always used to scan everything. But the problem for me from a productivity perspective was always capturing. Capturing in a digital tool for me takes way too long, especially when you hold it up against a pen and paper where you literally just flip open a page, uh, you know, grab your pen and start writing or sketching. There is no barrier in the way to getting something down. So when you need to capture something quickly, a pen and paper tends to work better. So once again, the big lesson for me was just finding a nice balance between the two. Uh, And in addition to that, changing the way that I approach note-taking. See, in the past and why this became so cumbersome is because note-taking isn't for most of us Uh, unless you're an attorney or unless you're actually going to be referencing line by line what you wrote down. For most of us, we don't take notes in order to document something, right? If I'm on a phone call, I'm not writing down every word that person says. I'm not writing down every thought that person says. What I am writing down are the things, the bullet points that I need to either A, remember, or B, take action on later or a combination of the two. The problem is that I've always approached it from this documenting standpoint to where I need to save on file and be able to reference every line and every sketch that I write down. Maybe you don't have this problem. Maybe it's just me. Um, But what I've found is that documenting isn't, for me, the purpose of writing down notes. It's simply either one of two things, trying to jot down or create or brainstorm ideas or try to capture things that need to be done or remembered later. So from that perspective, A, I take a lot less notes. I don't need to write down nearly as many things. And B, I can find it much easier now that I am putting into my current digital workflow the things that I wrote down that are necessary for reference later. So again, a lot of this has changed the way way I approach note-taking in general. And as a result, I've saved a ton of time. Uh, The full focus planner is a part of my daily workflow. It's something I use as kind of my roadmap for what specific things I'm going to tackle throughout the day. So if you don't already use the full focus planner, I highly recommend you at least check it, check it out. Try to get like a month. You can subscribe for a year, which is what I do, or you can just get one um, notebook. It's a quarterly planner. So you get four a year. 
uh, that sort of thing. But try it out. If you're somebody who relies really heavily on a digital tr- on a digital tool for doing everything, especially capturing information, maybe try out uh, just a pen and paper. See how it works for you. See if it improves your workflow if you save time and as it has for me. So hopefully you found this useful. As always, if you have, head on over to rightly.show. Leave us a review. We always do appreciate it. Also, head on over to rightly.tv, which is where uh, we're going to be regularly releasing on a weekly basis new videos. So subscribe there. It's our YouTube channel. Um, started it just pretty recently, but as I mentioned, doing weekly videos there to also help you uh, with a number of tools and tutorials that we can do over there that we can't necessarily do on the podcast or through uh, articles. Uh, so as always, thanks again so much for listening to the show, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, go out there and create a brand that is truly rightly designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.